I loved getting up in the morning. I clap my hands and say, this is going to be a great day. Swick Technologies presents the Leading Business Podcast, helping you leverage technology to accelerate your growth. The key to this business is personal relationships. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Swick Tech Leading Business Podcast. This is uh, episode number 16, and today is December 7th. Uh, I'm Eric, and with me is Shane. I'm Shane. Thanks, Eric, for for jumping on today. Uh, I think not only is episode number 16, but it will probably be the last one of the year. That is a true statement. So we've done a few of these now, um, you and I together. So it's been fun. Yeah, we'll have to be back to episode one in January, season three. Season three. Cool. Well, uh, today's topic is an introduction to Power BI, which is Microsoft's uh, business intelligence software. And we're going to talk about like what is business intelligence and, uh, you know, kind of just cover a really scratch the surface kind of topic here. Cool. Sounds great. And I guess before we get into it, I know we have our fun little intro. Uh, some new tech that I'm using is what we're actually recording on today. We're trying something uh, different out. We've been traditionally doing all of our recordings through Microsoft Teams, and there's zero issues with it. But we, or I had recently heard of this other tool called Riverside.fm that alleges to have much higher uh, quality audio and video. So we shall see how it turns out. And, and anybody that listens or watches can be the judge. I don't know, Eric, we'll see. Uh, you're, a little, you're a little blurry and choppy right now, but, but you are the podcast expert here running. You have 19 different podcasts now, is that you know, your number? <laughs> yeah, a few, I don't know. I so I trust you, we'll see how this goes though. Yeah, I'm also excited to see how it shapes up. Yeah, the fun part is I actually don't know what I'm doing uh, with any of them. So it's always a, a learning curve, but you learn by trying new stuff out like this. So um, kind of push yourself past some limits and experiment in some new ways and, and see if you can make some improvements. So yeah, for sure. What are you What are you using? What's some new tech you have your hands on? I am so excited. But this past week, I got a DJI Mini 2. So brand new drone from DJI. This is my first drone ever. Um, this me holding it up here probably doesn't do it justice, but like here's here's my cell phone. Oh wow, yeah. So it's really tiny, uh, which is cool, right? And that's like the most convenient part is it will fit in my camera bag for uh, wedding videos and all that sort of jazz. But it's also small enough that I can fly it without a license. I will be getting a license because I want to use it for commercial use, but. I've taken it on a few test runs for personal fun, and uh, it has been a blast. So it's pretty compact. Just don't like put it in your back pocket and forget about it and sit on it or something. That would be terrible. Fortunately, it's not that compact. <laughs> Does it like follow you? Can you like set a program where it like follows you based on your geo coordinate and, and like can track you? You can. Yes, I have not tried that yet. I have. It was not so that it comes with like an app that you put on your phone and then you attach your phone to a controller. And that's how you can like see the camera while you're flying. Mm -hmm. um, and the app is pretty intuitive, all things considered, for like changing the controls and viewing the camera and recording and taking pictures. Um, but I did not easily find how you set up like the follow feature. So I'm gonna have to like actually read the instructions on how to do that. But yeah, it says it has like a follow feature. We'll, we'll lock on to the a target and yeah, follow. Target. 
That's cool. Well, that is exciting. It's like a total adult toy that has a lot of uh, like like actual practical purposes, but is probably a ton of fun to experiment with and learn. Yes. Yes. It will be a blast. So, and then, I don't know, you're supposed to have something that I don't know, which who knows? I'm learning more and more by doing this with you, so you're going to run out of stuff eventually. Oh, that's impossible. There's always more. Uh, no offense to you. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is, I'm going drone specific question on here. This is super specific, but we don't have to, we can kind of, it can be a broader answer, but uh, so these drones have distance and height limits. So I want you to try and guess how far away from the user, the remote pilot in control, one of these drones can fly both height and distance. Um, I guess it'd be like a, a half a mile to a mile. 10 kilometers. So what is that, like 6.2 miles? Insane. It's unreal. What, what radio frequency is that using to control it then? Or is it just because it's high up, it's like able to circumvent some of that or something? Yeah, I'm guessing that's part of it. But I, yeah, I, and I would assuming that, I'm assuming that would be like, you know, clear field of view. It would only fly that far. But uh, I, so I took this out at a park, Lake Vista Park out in Oak Creek. Um, and you fly it out over the water and it gets 300 feet from you and you cannot see it anymore. It's like, what, where, where did it go? I can't it's find so it. Tiny to begin with. It's like what trying to follow like a sparrow. Yeah. You know, the so, horizon. I cannot imagine sending it, you know, a mile, two, three, four, five away. That's just unreal. And it can like, it's smart enough to get back to you without having to try really hard and it has what's called like a return to home feature. So when you lift off, it like locates that location as home. And if it starts to run out of battery or something happens or whatever, you lose radio frequency, it will fly a certain distance up in the air to try and avoid obstacles and come all the way back home. Wow. <laughs> I knew that drones were like, cool tech, but it's really fascinating to like actually experience and see what they have to do. Mm -hmm. So that's been really fun. And I think that's it cool. can go like a third of a mile into the sky, I think is the height on this one. So, so is that like uh, as high as like a skyscraper or what would you compare that against? Yeah, I, I would assume so. Downtown, would you be hanging out at the top of the US bank building or something, you know, with that thing in there? I wouldn't because I think that's against FAA regulations, but yeah, technically I could. Yeah. Yeah, for the tech answer, but well, that's pretty great. Um, interesting. Well, I wonder what kind of data you have to, you could collect from that thing, if any, if any. Yeah, well, time will tell. And I asked that question because it'd be really neat to visualize some of that data. Um, ah, I see what yeah. you did there. <laughs> so I was wondering if you're going to pick up what I put down, but you know, I put together just some real basic uh, like terms here, or like. Uh, some definitions, and, and this is right from like Wikipedia, you know, anybody can go figure this stuff out. But for those that are listening, if you aren't familiar with like business intelligence and business intelligence software, um, business intelligence compromises or comprises, not compromises, um, it, might, it might compromise some things once you see what it's capable of, but it comprises the strategies and technologies used by enterprises for the data analysis of business information. And business information technologies provide historical, current, and predictive views of business operations. So, um, you know, much like any 
charts and things like that. You can look um, in the rearview mirror, you can see present day, but there's also a lot of machine learning and AI, uh, artificial intelligence baked into these software applications like Power BI, like Tableau, where it can actually give you some predictive analyses as well. So that's pretty cool. And that begs the question like, well, what can it do for my business? Why would I want this? Or like, where do I start? Um, I don't know. I know we've had some experience with a few clients of ours that have raised their hand to inquire more about this. And we've helped with some deployments of like Power BI, but it really helps find insights within an organization's data. I call them aha moments, I guess. Like it will help you see things that you wouldn't have otherwise seen. And the analogy that I, I don't know, that I like to visualize is there's like a picture of a cat uh, on the internet. There's lots of them, but this particular picture is a cat in a like a kennel, like a transporter, but there's no top on it. And so the cat's just staring at the gate thinking he's locked in this thing, but he doesn't realize that like he's not trapped at all. And to me, it it's one of those things where if you just change your perspective or if you see something from a different way, angle or light, um, you can solve a problem that maybe you couldn't have by looking at the same Excel spreadsheet <laughs> like you are in that cage. So um, it's a really great way to visualize data and you can connect a lot of disparate data sets. So um, Power BI can eat almost anything you can feed it. Um, SQL databases, you can uh, link up social media accounts, your accounting software, anything that you might have like on-premise or even through the cloud. Um, so, and it can take all of those things and you can start to slice it in a lot of really fun and interesting ways. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest part of this, Eric, right? That's where you kind of really get into that mode you were talking about where now you have a different perspective by being able to connect multiple data sets. And yeah, business intelligence, sure, it's it's a buzzword. It's a common thing that businesses talk about. A lot of people, like you, you mentioned Tableau, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of or maybe even dabbled a little bit in something like Tableau or Salesforce or maybe even Power BI or Oracle. There's, there's all kinds of them out there. I'm sure some people have even done business analyst work or business intelligence work using Excel, right, where you export data from three or four different databases or tools in your in your environment, um, and you're just importing it all into an Excel spreadsheet just to get some, some charts and graphs to show off to someone at the organization to be like, look, this is what's actually happening with our manufacturing process or our mm -hmm. tickets or what have you. It's pretty powerful. Um, I know one of the requests that we've seen as like creating um, a, a dashboard where on that dashboard, maybe you're looking at, like you said, Salesforce data and you want to see sales activity for the week, the month, the quarter, um, you know, who's performing, you know, with what leads and opportunities, et cetera. Um, but where it gets really cool is the collaborative nature of it. And so when we consider like Microsoft Power BI, um, that can be baked right into your Microsoft Teams environment. And if there's a leadership team, now they can see that dashboard real time. Now, somebody has to configure this stuff. Someone has to connect the database. Someone has to like light up the dashboard and make sure everything's doing what it needs to. But once it's there uh, as a user who doesn't need to know anything about SQL scripting and, and all of that, you can slice this stuff and you can start to look at different views within that dashboard to kind of get at whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. So the collaborative nature in which rather than waiting for you know, someone to generate that report every week in Excel, blah, blah, blah. Um, now it's just feeding to it real time. And the collaboration across your leadership teams is like really kind of cool. And so if you think about like, oh, well, sales has one, accounting has one, et cetera, et cetera, operations, um, it, it can get really powerful really quick and enable uh, an organization to do things that 
they weren't able to do before and minimize a lot of the time it takes to like build these things out. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that I don't want to like scare anyone when we're talking about having all of these data sources tied together and all kinds of different stuff going on. Um, it's really cool to know that Power BI can do that, but just I hope people realize like you don't need to start there. You don't need to start with everything, right? You can start with just your um, quality assurance team and get a report going, get it into Power BI, get it into the team so people can see it. Um, and then you can build on that later. You can add other data sets or build out other um, SQL environments to kind of try and tie all that data together. So it doesn't have to be this one big, okay, we're using data visualization software like Power BI, and now we have to go all in. Everything has to be perfect. Yeah, um, and it's no wonder, you know, everything we just kind of talked about, you know, we, we've been using it ourselves for some time. I know the, the first time I had seen it, it was like, I don't know what the view is, but it's some sort of relative view where we were able to feed it a certain type of data and then it spit out a visualization inside of like quadrants or squares and rectangles to show relative size of how many hours we're spending on tickets for various clients. And then boom, you see the data and you kind of know, you know where you're spending your time. Really, I can talk to this person all the time, but then to suddenly see the comparative analysis among all of the clients that we serve and where our time is being spent from a ticketing standpoint, it's really interesting to see that. You know, and what can we do with that information? Well, why are we spending so much time with these clients? Is it because they truly need the help or is one person calling us too much? Or like, is there an underlying issue that maybe wasn't addressed? And once you start asking the why question and you understand why, now you can start to improve things or fix things. And that again is uh, you know, just uh, because you were able to look at it from a different perspective. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, like you said, that's the, the greatest power of all of it is being able to see those perspectives, right? Like another good example that we used a year, maybe two years ago now, uh, was tracking all of the Windows 7 computers in our clients' environments based on clients. So we put together this whole Power BI environment where we could see all the computers in all of our environments and all at all of our client sites. And then we could narrow that down to just Windows 7, right? So Windows 7 was going end of life. We needed to help these clients get new systems for, the, for their staff. And so um, it was really nice to be able to like sort that by Windows 7 and then on top of that, organize it by client, right? So now I can see, oh, client X has 200 Windows 7 systems. We better start talking to them a year in advance, right? That's gonna take a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of money. Um, and so we can kind of prioritize that way. So it helps with just, daily business decisions like that, like a simple project concept, or like you were saying, larger like underlying threads and information to try and correct and improve on processes. Yeah, that's a good that's a good example. Um, I know we have the Gartner Magic Quadrant up on our, our notes here. And um, as of 2020, they're the market leader. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. right, we, we talk Microsoft a lot on here. Um, and a big reason why we go Microsoft is just because that's the stack we're in. That's a stat, the stack that a lot of our clients are in. Um, and so not only is it is it easy, but it works really well for that, right? You were mentioning you can get Power BI in Teams and you can view your dashboards and stuff right from within Teams or from within Power BI, et cetera. There's all kinds of different ways you can spit out those reports. And Microsoft makes it easy to do so when you're in their stack. But this is really cool to see that Microsoft is the leader above and beyond pretty much everybody else. Tableau is a decently close second. Um, 
but it's really cool to see that Microsoft has kind of taken this Power BI concept and exploded it. Yeah, and it'll be fun for folks to do more and more with this as we are as well. Um, you know, and this is like a pretty quick episode. Like I said, we're going to scratch the surface of this. We're not getting into like the how to's and how to create a dashboard for this or that. Um, but we will be doing that on our upcoming webinar and it's going to cover a lot of the 101 level how to's. So when you open it for the first time, you get a, like a, a blank white screen and you're kind of like, well, what, what now? Like, how do I feed it data? What should that data look Scary um, version of Excel. <laughs> how do you clean it? How do you clean your data? So you're getting what you, you know, the proper input and output. Um, we're going to cover all of that stuff in our webinar. So for those that are like interested in learning more of the how-to side of things and what this platform really looks like on the nuts and bolts, it's a great, great webinar. We've put this on before in the past and um, had really strong feedback. We actually even spun up uh, an academy around this and, and like train people for an entire day on some very acute things that they were trying to accomplish. So um, once you kind of see it in action, it changes oh my gosh, I can do this or I can feed it that and I can see this and something I can share with these people. And it just gets really fun really fast, I think. Yeah, I'm excited. But if you've used Excel and I don't know a lot about Excel and uh, a lot of the things that they have, like the more fancy tools in Excel, this is like a playground for those types of folks. This is like a lot of fun for them, from my understanding, from what Excel I've heard. On steroids. <laughs> yeah, basically. And so our webinar uh is going to be on when are we doing that december 9th yeah two days at 2 p.m so for those that catch this episode before that like super cool and if you happen to miss it um we put our webinars on demand so you can always consume it later so if power bi has piqued your interest and you're like oh i wish i could learn more this podcast didn't cover hardly anything uh don't worry you can check out our on-demand webinar or you know you can check it out live if you happen to see this ahead of time <laughs>